0: The Scroll University Fellowship Church Podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and we get together about twice a week to offer you, the listener, some insights into what have what has been encouraging us in our scripture reading and our ministries and uh, how we are learning from the Lord and growing in righteousness in our lives. So this week we have Jarrell Carper with us. Hello, Gerald. Hello, Chris. Welcome back. I live here. <laughs> What do you mean? This is the first time I'm seeing you since our last episode. Yeah, like yesterday? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Gerald, we have been in 1 Peter, working our way through that. We've talked about exiles, contentment, and persecution. We've talked about a whole host of things. Hope. Hope, yep. So where are we at today?
1: Yeah, we're starting chapter two. We've made it through a whole chapter. (laughs)
0: I think this is the sixth episode in the series. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, six. I think it's five. I think it's five. Is it five? Okay. Mm, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, let me just start by reading reading it. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Uh, this is ESV. Um, Peter says this. So, put away, or put off, take off, all malice, which is a word that we don't really say, but evil, mm-hmm. like evil things, and all deceit. And hypocrisy and envy or jealousy and all slander. Boom. Put it off. Like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it, you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Ooh. <laughs> there it is. That's pretty, that's cut all. And dry. I mean, what yeah. else are we going to talk about? Yep. Um, let's catch us just kind of refresh. Yeah. Um, the, so when you read that, the what's like the key image that comes to mind out of that?
0: Uh, well, I mean, a nursing baby. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Three girls. The oldest is five. And so they
1: all still ner- Yeah.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Rachel. <laughs> but yeah, I think of, uh, uh, you know. Not to get into original sin, but the innocence of a baby infant and, you know, that the instincts that they have just a nurse yeah. and to be cute and warm and small. Or cry. Or, yeah, or cry. That's yeah,
1: right. it's like um, the longing for pure spiritual milk. I'm like, well, that longing might sound like something that's going to break your eardrums sometimes. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, so Peter is in this image of being born again. He ta- he mentions that in v- chapter one, verse three, and then one verse 23. So we have been born again to a living hope. Um, and then in, uh, 23, you've been born again, not of perishable seed but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. So this word is good news that was preached to you. So Paul is in a series of six kind of ethical conclusions to the big salvation monologue that he gave off the beginning. Um, and those have been that we covered the first four last episode, hope, um, called a call to holiness called a fear God, and then I called to love one another. Mm-hmm. So the next two are this, um, hunger for pure spiritual milk, which we're going to talk about. What is that? And then <laughs> the next time it'll be building a spiritual house, which is a long chunk and really, really cool. So we're just going to talk about that. that fifth kind of application to his theology of how should these exiled Christians live. Um, So he, he says to put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and slander. And so there's just a way of living that is from the old self that has died. And this is like, I mean, we've been, I feel like every episode we talk about this, Um but there's some, there's actions and attitudes that belong to your old identity that has died. And so you need to put those off. Um, this kind of sounds like Paul, mm-hmm. which we can talk about Paul in this episode. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah. and it's interesting that these are all corporate um you know actions and attitudes, so they only make sense in community, and mm-hmm. so there's this connection between you all have been born again, you all put off these old things that were destroying the community and those around you so um, then he goes on to say, like newborn infants long for the pure.' spiritual milk that by it, you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. So the prerequisite is like rid yourself of the old self. Um, how are you going to have? So, oh so I want to start by saying that the key word here is crave, like in the original language, the word that is most emphasized that it is the focal point of this text is the word crave. So like crave is the main point. It's the action verb. Um, how are you supposed to crave like newborn babies? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, how do nor newborn babies crave unceasingly, eagerly, incessantly, ravenously, yeah, single minded. Yeah. I don't care about anything other than I need this right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, they just kind of intuit that they need it too. I mean, you don't have to, no, you don't have to teach them. Amazing. Um, yeah. So we're craving before we crave, we're ridding ourselves of the attitudes and actions. How are we craving like newborn babies? What's the purpose of this craving that we would grow up? <laughs> like the baby is craving the milk they need to develop and grow. <laughs> yeah. A Malnourished baby is very sad and not fun. Um, and then what's the foundation of all this that we have tasted and seen that the Lord is good. And even that um, I, th- I think Peter's drawing from Psalm 34 mm-hmm. taste and see that the Lord is good. Um, and that, that even that idea of taste. And, um, so like the sensory experience of this baby. So, okay, as Christians, you have been born again. Mm-hmm. So, crave the things that you need now as this newborn thing that are going to nourish this person, the spiritual, pure nourishment that you need. Don't crave those old things, put them off, crave the new things and the emphasis. Um, is on the crave. So that's just like the main point of this passage is um, craving. And we're going to talk about, okay, what is that pure spiritual milk? But I want to just pause on the craving and thinking about Christians having a hunger and thirst, like for whatever it is, spiritual Jesus, the word Christian community. And we'll talk about specifically what Peter means by this. But I just want to stop there on that craving. And I wonder, um, I mean, tell me what you think about this, Chris, and listener, like, how much are you craving the things that you need to grow Mm -hmm. as a new Christian? And I think another place to go logically is, what if I'm not craving them? Like, what's the reason?
0: Yeah.
1: What do I do about it? Is something wrong with me? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, how do I not make that another performance? based thing um so i i have had experiences in my life where i felt so dry spiritually and there's a sense of in that moment i was craving more than ever but there's there can almost be like a numb checked out nature of our faith or we're just kind of going through it i'm not talking about spiritual highs i'm just talking about um knowing that there are things that we need to be intaking to nourish our 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 new selves and desiring those like like a baby desires milk and so i don't know chris i mean have you had those moments or i mean have you talked to people who are feel like i just don't crave the things that a christian is supposed to crave and like what are we supposed to do in those situations
0: yeah i i have definitely had that experience and I've experienced the cravings um, I've been keyed into. Oh, it's been a couple of days since I haven't read my, you know, since I've read my Bible and, and this is the first time I'm thinking about it. And that's always like a caution sign. Like, okay, take inventory, you know, who, who pilfered the shop? Somebody's broken into the house, something's wrong. <laughs> um, but you know, when I talk to, to guys, I'm encouraging it's, uh, you know, first, I think the the very Bottom and <laughs> option is uh you you may not be a believer like that that might be an indicator that whoa, <laughs> I know I know it's scary we don't you know it's I don't know you're gonna send me down a tangent, but I think that we have to be really careful about how we approach this with people, but you can comfort someone while they are on the track to hell, and they they go on living in a state of comfort despite their their woeful lostness. And I don't, I don't think that's helpful, but, um, but then the other things of like, we talk about liturgy and, um, some of these, there seems to be a connection between what we do and what we tell ourselves, forming those beliefs in us, even if when we're doing it, we're, we seem to be disconnected from the reality. Yeah. So those are two things that I consider in, in that way.
1: Yeah. I think there's gonna be categories of someone that, that wants to want, you know, like I, I don't hunger, but I want to hunger. Mm-hmm. I think that's a different position than I don't hunger and I I don't care and I don't want to want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think for the most of us listening here, we're probably in the category of I want to want it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I I was trying to think, snapping out. It's been a while since I've been an infant. <laughs> <but> believe, <laughs> believe it or not.
0: 30-ish years. <laughs> 30, 30 <yeah. laughs>
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, and um, tell us more about. Well, there's that. just you know I get cravings for things mm-hmm. now, and I don't typically crave things that I don't have like proximity or regular exposure to, or I used to crave them, but I don't. And um, I so I grew up in uh, in a Mennonite home in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which was basically means for dinner you eat a bunch of starch and butter and carbs and meat <laughs> and then probably like, God probably intended. some vegetables. But then when you're done with that and there's no more room, you're halfway finished eating because <laughs> the other half of the meal is an in- enormous amount of sweets and baked goods and cookies and everything and like my mom doesn't just make cookies she makes like three different kinds and then we have ice cream with it and then there's that and you're like
0: you had a hard life we get it like i don't know
1: why i had these stomach pains growing up and in hindsight (laughs) you ate what and you played sports and you didn't die it's a miracle it's a miracle um and so then i went through this period of my life where i was like a very poor college student and it was like i'm just trying to buy rice and beans to stay alive (laughs) and i don't have money for the those things um oh man i have a by the way at first year bible college in spokane washington they this like grocery store would donate like their old bread and stuff Mm -hmm. and like stuff and they would bring it and it was so old and old like muffins and pastries and our whole class would just swarm the table and take home trash bags full of old bread and like ah free food and yeah so anyways that's it so i wasn't eating sweets for a while i marry i marry my wife lauren and like um who has a sweet tooth and her mom does and they won't they don't want to admit it but they do (laughs) so then like start suddenly around my house there's all these like sweets and Uh now this is what happens after i eat a meal I'm just, it's like the Dwight and Jim yeah. prank with Pavlovian. the mint. He's just like, something, I need something sweet in my mouth. Yeah, and my I've mouth like, yeah, awful. I've trained. And there's. I think the palate is something that we understand with like the taste of like mm-hmm. you can actually shift your palate based on what you eat and what you're exposed to that you start to crave particular things. And I think there's, you know, some people have a sweet too. Some people like savory. But for me, like once I go sweet in the meal, I can't go back. So. Yeah. I'm like, I eat the eggs and sausage and then I eat the sticky bun every time. Once I eat the sticky bun, no more eggs, no more sausage. Sorry, breakfast. You had your way. Um, and so yeah, I, you know, with this craving, it's like, how would I begin to crave the spiritual things that I need more? And I I I was thinking, man, how do I answer this? And like you said, my answer that I'm always gonna say is um just create the that exposure and that rhythm. And I think um praying for it too like the yeah. simple prayer of like god i want to crave this mm-hmm. and starting there i also think it's key that peter says like put off this old self um we're talking about i mean even in our men's discipleship what disciplines are you putting off and um are you filling up those cravings with other things that aren't going to satisfy you and i think sometimes like fasting from particular things to get that void mm-hmm. where then you turn that hunger to christ um, is an option, but I, I also don't want to say. I mean, I, I think Christians go through periods of the desert and spiritual darkness and hard times, and I think sometimes we just freak out about that. Like, I need to get back. I need to get back. I need to get back. But I really think the desert is actually a place for formation, where you can you're really stripped and you're really bare, and you're, um, you can wrestle through, through things with Jesus in ways that you can't. I mean, I have this journal that I. Wrote in when I was pretty depressed, and it's like some of the best prayers, some of the best poetry I've ever written. I was—I don't know, like, like the desert was inspiration for like. Now, if I'm fine, I don't, I don't take the time to to journal to mm-hmm. Jesus because right. I'm fine. Yeah, and um, there's a sense that that craving means you want more, which means you're not satisfied, and not in a bad way, not satisfied, but you you want more of Jesus.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that constant reminder and kind of gnawing. I mean, you don't have to guess when my kid's hungry, you know, they are, they're very vocal about it. And, you know, if we trained them and exposed them to long bouts of hunger, intermittent meals, you know, unreliable food sources, uh, we would see a change in behavior where maybe we wouldn't hear that they're hungry. They'd be sitting there, you know, starving and, but the neglect uh, has produced that in them. And I think you're right. The exposure to to the things that ought to be done and ought to be exercised in our lives does feed that, which is probably why Peter is starting this section with stop it yeah put put the things that are feeding death and sin and destruction that are gone now, that your your slavery to those things put that away because that exposure is feeding an appetite for those things, yeah, yeah,
1: so what is spiritual milk? Hmm?
0: What it, well, it's
1: chocolate milk.
0: <laughs> it better be Dairy Gold vitamin D chocolate milk. Oh wow. Cuz if it's not Sounds
1: like you're passionate about this. I've
0: got opinions. It's well, the, I don't care about your I'll opinions. fight anyone who says it's not the best chocolate milk. Um So,
1: so when you read this, some translations might say um like the spiritual word um mm-hmm. and that word there is only used twice in the, in the New Testament. It's the word from uh Romans twelve one. Um this is your spiritual act of worship. So the spiritual milk, so there's two adjectives, pure and spiritual, um, and then milk. So if Peter were to mean like just the word of God, he would have used just the straight logos, Mm -hmm. um, and he could have referenced back to other illustrations when he's talking about the word this is like the condensed version, but he doesn't, he sweet uses condensed. Yeah, sweet. And, oh, <laughs> um, he doesn't use, he doesn't write in the way that he would, if he was just strictly thinking like the like read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Also, we read our time frame back into this where we're all literate and we all have like 29 copies of the Bible, but this is more like an illiterate society. Mm-hmm. Well, more than us and not like no printing press and you don't have the money to buy. So, um, this kind of go to your devotions out of this verse and like feed yourself God's word. So you grow up into a strong Christian. Like that's not what this means. It doesn't mean it. Paul, Peter isn't thinking about reading uh, like the, the validity of God's word and right. it's place in your life. But I, I think he, it's like um, intentionally broad of, I mean that word um, it's like the logical milk. Um. So, you know, your reasonable act of worship, which is ways to translate. Romans twelve or yeah, Romans twelve one. Um, that like drink the milk that is logically connected to who you now are as a new baby. So like the milk that associates with your new identity, the logical milk, not the old milk. Um, and so you can read into I mean, there are honestly there's just not a lot of clues as to what does Peter mean and not mean here? It's like the things that are going to nourish you as a new um as a born again believer in Jesus. So yeah, the word, but I think there's some corporate implications. Um, and then beyond all of that is I think if we had a list of like, do this, this, and this, and this, I checked all my boxes. Um, and I, and I want to just, you know, to conclude is just an invitation to be, to be with Jesus that, that nursing presence is one of like close connection and intimacy. Mm hmm. And it, sometimes we can have the, the problem. You know, there's the people that neglect the spiritual disciplines and there's those that do them without a proximity to Jesus or, you know, some other means. And these are all meant to be done with, with Jesus and in communing with him. And so um, to, to crave, like you've tasted that the Lord is good, you've been born again, I want you to crave. Crave the pure, spiritual, logical, conducive milk to what you need to grow up into your salvation. Um, and that's like the exhortation to these exiled Christians that are having a rough go and he's like, "Here, this is an important thing uh, for you to know. And so the invitation isn't just into discipline, but into discipline that creates space to abide in Christ and to know him.
0: Yeah, there's a nurturing there and a nutrition.
1: Ooh, what? That'll preach. Dude, you you just found a sermon title. I did.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've heard of nature and nurture. How about nurture
1: and nutrients?
0: And nutrias.
1: Dude, nutrias. That's scary. They, demons exist.
0: Yeah, Yeah. nutrients. nutrias. Um, Yeah, I think that, uh, I think this is deeply encouraging, uh, especially when we consider you know, what is it that we are, have close, close proximity to? Uh, I think, you know, even just asking a couple simple questions to help identify, what do I spend all my time? What do I do? You know, how much news am I watching? How much social media? You know, these are the things that just saturate our worlds. And then we, with relative ease, if we're honest, go, oh, that's why I feel that way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's why I'm gossiping more. That's why I am... You're more anxious or more frustrated or more tense or whatever. I'm, I'm eating all these things that are making me sick and it's feeding me in a way that is going to cause, you know, sin in my life and hurt to the right. people around me and, and a lack of responsibility for my responsibilities here.
1: Yeah. One of the things I was cheering on with consumerism, which is <clears throat> the men's discipleship thing we're going through mm-hmm. <clears throat> was how, talking about the consumer posture of the church and how people are coming to receive an experience or a product and leave. And the one person I was reading was like, we're not, we're here to worship God together. <laughs> like yeah. we're here to encounter Jesus. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um. And so I almost wonder, you know, when we show up on a Sunday is it like, oh, I just feel obligated. And yada. You know, it's like, I have to be here. Like I have to hear yeah. this sermon today. I, I have to pray with the saints I have to sing these songs of worship. I have to confess my sins. Like I crave being here with yeah. the with the gathered community. Um, and I think that's that is something that would mark someone that's growing in Christ. So, yeah, if you don't feel that, you're horrible. No, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, pray, pray that first prayer. It, like God, help help me to want, help me to crave. Change change my palate so that it wants the milk that I need.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it yeah starts with awareness.
1: Two percent. You know, mm. you could be drinking whole milk oh if my. you wanted, Chris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you for not thinking. That's all, that. folks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, uh, Jarrell, thank you so much for coming. Yeah. I've been enjoying. It's this always fun jaunt. So uh, we will get you next time. Boom.